Uh, yeah, here we are, guys, with the uh, emergency podcast for uh, Vance. Uh, yeah. Tarek, uh, I know you have a lot of uh, knowledge as a, as a SCOTUS nerd yourself. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> no, I, I, nothing I love more than the intersection of SCOTUS and Trump. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> how this goes in November. You fucking loser, you piece of shit, thinking we were going to do a, a Supreme Court podcast. No, we're not doing that at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, if we're, if we're going to get all four of the gang together, um, it's not going to be for Trump or the Supreme Court. I mean, we're never going to get together for that, but it's going to be something far more fun, like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other Epstein brain, which is the first Epstein brain, not, That's the, right. not the A-level. Right. Yeah. We're back We're back to the original Epstein brain. Where it all after started. After detouring to a separate kind of Epstein brain. So. Look, wolf porn was fun, but pedophilia is really our bread and butter. Yeah. Although <laughs> That's he, is, right. he is a member of the yeah. non-con or dub-con community, if you think <laughs> I will be cutting. <laughs> uh. A-Lab episode 14. My name is Tarek, and in this episode, Andy, Michael, Tim, and I teach you how to become an effective anti-money laundering officer using tips and tricks derived from Jeffrey Epstein and his banking relationship with German financial powerhouse Deutsche Bank. I hope you enjoy. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. So, so this week, the New York Department of Financial Services issued uh, a consent order uh, as to Deutsche Bank just basically raking them over the coals for two things. We're not going to talk about the second one, but the, the one that matters is their relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, so they entered into a, a seemingly meaty, you know, $150 million uh, settlement, but mm-hmm. as we'll discuss, that's both change that Deutsche Bank uh, finds in its couch cushions, uh, and also DFS seems to stop by every couple of years to make a withdrawal from these guys, uh, as we'll talk about. <laughs> right, but right. yeah, the the order uh, was uh, issued and announced by uh, the New York State Department of Financial Services, uh, which regulates both banks and insurance companies uh, licensed in New York. Um, and I, I, I did love, uh, the fact that, uh, the superintendent, uh, tweeted out, uh, that settlement and, uh, Deutsche responded with its own tweet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best, it's, it's not a pastebin apology, but it is the next best thing. And just like, Hey guys, follow these funny ladies in New York finance at moaning Lisa. <laughs> Aki's yeah, Lane they Maxwell. A, they had a timed, coordinated. We're real sorry. This was a major whoopsie on our part. Uh, 
<laughs> funding Pedophile Island. They for should have years. to hire a bunch of Favestar guys for future uh, apology letters after DFS <laughs> announces settlement. Um, but they they also noted in their apology that they've spent something like a billion dollars uh, upgrading their compliance programs. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we said, as we'll talk about, you know, that's in addition to the to hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of fines they pay every couple of days. Well, given how much money they paid for before, like it had, it's money well spent. We've just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as we'll find out in the episode, that is only going to fucking matter if you actually send yeah. the stuff to complain. No, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, you know, maybe they haven't spent the billion dollars in the most effective way. Uh, jury's out. Jury's yeah. out. But uh, mm. I think one could reasonably conclude that maybe uh, they they have some failings uh, in their compliance architecture. said before, um, it was a mistake to uh, onboard uh, Mr. Epstein in 2013, um, for sure, at that point in time. Uh, escalation processes did not work uh, like they should have uh, worked. Um, since then, since we detected that uh, Deutsche Bank has done everything uh, to investigate this case, work with the authorities, um, remediate the issue, off, um, off-board Mr. Epstein, uh, of course, then. And uh, I think uh, we learned our lesson, but in 2013, the escalation process did not work. And of course, also personal consequences were drawn. So, um, just a, a little, a little background. Uh, if you will. Um, remember those two episodes we did on uh, OFAC and U.S. Uh, sanctions uh, and financial crimes laws generally in the U.S. and enforcement? Um, you can just uh, yeah. fuck all that. Financial <laughs> crimes laws are good again, baby. <laughs> uh, although, you know, we, we've taken a lot of pot shots at the federal government in their uh, uh, regulation and enforcement of financial crimes. Um, in this case, uh, we're dealing with an order by the New York State uh, Department of Financial Services, which, as I said, uh, is the primary licensor and regulator of uh, both banks and insurance companies uh, that do business in New York State. The, right. the, the issues here uh, concern broadly you know, money laundering. Which, te- yeah. you know, technically from a U.S. perspective, uh, fall under the Banking Secrecy Act, which is a federal law. You expect in the AML context uh, a regulator called uh, FinCEN, what is it, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, right. uh, which is sort of a multi-agency yeah. uh, umbrella f- uh, group that regulates and enforces uh, these issues. Um, New York uh, mm-hmm. DFS... Uh, and its ability to step into uh, these sorts of financial crimes, federal financial crimes laws, uh, is a little bit of a questionable jurisdictional uh, issue. Right. I, I think just if you have no idea about this, the way I would look at the framework is in the same way that the Department of Labor can enforce the Fair Labor Standards Act, there are state organizations, if you have an unpaid wages claim, you can just go to that state agency and enforce your rights that way. There are human rights organizations that can, or you know, state agencies that can do that. The difference, of course, being that this is all financial stuff that is largely regulated at the federal level by statute, uh, and is also dirty as fuck. 
Yeah, and it's it's right. also kind of like super powered because you know New York is such a financial right. center, and so the state yeah. agency ends up just being this monster. Whereas you right. would not normally find uh, any agency with the ability to just wrench and put in a headlock, you know, international conglomerate banks like this. Yeah, right. there are, there are agencies in other states. If you, if you engage in open money laundering that is in violation of a state statute, you can get nailed with state. Uh, administrative penalties in the way that we would in New York. But again, because like Andy said, because Wall Street is there, like DFS looms large over the, the entire right. national and international financial right. services industry. They shake down these guys all the fucking time. Yeah, they can pull your license. They can make it very difficult for you to like share records with you know lawyers and accountants and shit like that, and just cripple businesses, right? Which obviously need like their New York branches. Uh, uh, or and U.S. branches in general to do dollar clearing transactions and, and engage in international trade. So yeah, they have a, a lot of a lot of power. And it's I, I don't remember if we talked about this in a prior episode or not. But my understanding is that this this agency has only existed for like yeah, eight was, or nine years. It was years. previously the the New York uh, Banking Department and the New York uh, Insurance Department, right? Uh, and was right. was merged together uh, in I think under. It doesn't matter. They were they were merged together as sort of a administrative efficiency exercise, uh, and and then somewhere in like 2012, right. they figured out no one's really going to stop us from enforcing OFAC. Uh, right. right. Know, we can do whatever the fuck we, we want. We have these guys yeah. over a barrel, and you know, interesting jurisdictional questions aside. We have another theory, which is fuck you. Right. 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 <laughs> Yeah, DFS DFS wilds out for sure. Yeah. There's like I think there's like a sense that it's like the weird internecine New York politics too, where like Cuomo hates like the mm. AG Schneiderman, right? And so it's like he wants his own fucking victories. He doesn't want to rely on on that guy to like get shit done. So like uh DFS is kind of his baby. He was talking about just a earlier this year expanding its powers and giving it even more powers to like uh sanction people penalize insurance companies shit like that it's it's a very new york thing yes it is it is and so since figuring out that they could kind of uh even without even consulting with the feds right um since like circa right. 2012 figuring out that they could just issue these massive fines uh they've gotten way out ahead of the feds mm-hmm. uh in some respects and have just gone completely yeah. wild uh, just ape, just like ape shit on, on the financial sector with these things. So, I mean, just with just right. with Deutsche Deutsche Bank alone, um, in in 2018, they nailed them for a foreign exchange fraud and manipulation to the tune of a 200 million dollars. Uh, 2017, uh, they busted up some uh, money laundering scheme in in in, in Deutsche's uh, uh, Moscow branch uh, for 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 another 425 million. Hashtag resistance. Uh, 2015, right. they nailed them for 2.5 billion on LIBOR, another rate fixing. Um, you know, with just these, yeah. you know, press releases with the head with the headlines. Right. This has the employee just going. I'm begging you, don't forget me, please. I'm on my knees in all lower case. This is the headline. Just of the quoting press employee emails. Kind of rocks. Yeah. I got just. It. I mean, they have yeah. been stunting left and right on Deutsche alone. Yeah. Uh, for 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 us all at yeah. five years at least. I mean, I haven't gone back and really checked the the full the full spate of of Deutsche's interactions with DFS, but. Um, 
suffice to say that New York State politicians have had a heyday in terms of press releases uh, being tough on, 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 on these guys yeah. in particular. Oh, I also, uh, one more little thing I wanted to mention was the guy who first realized that you could go fucking apeshit, uh, the first like head of DFS, uh, eventually retired and started his own consulting firm for the big banks so that they could avoid this stuff. And it's like, what a fucking king create this crazy <laughs> regulatory environment and then cash out yeah. <laughs> on telling people how a, to navigate it. A long it. Like, tradition of lawyers creating their yeah. own jobs. Well, the, for the revolving yeah. door between yeah. government yeah. and the and, private sector. Yeah. Uh, just a practice tip. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like although our our explicit mission is to make lawyers sound like shitty people, which they all are, we do a really poor job of like discouraging people from being interested in it. Because honestly, like listen to <laughs> yeah. that it sounds cool as fuck. If you're yeah. doing, if you're in the right position at the right time, it's super cool, and you get a lot yeah. of money for it. Yeah, you get to turn the screws to fucking big finance assholes, and then you get to take their yeah. money later and just cash out. Yeah, and it's not, it's awesome. don't be self-righteous about it, because you're not doing anything, but it is fun to be yeah. an asshole to these guys. <laughs> yeah. And then to take their money to do it. Yeah. And, and like, we can look at, like, the history of DFS and show that this guy's consulting, maybe not doing a great <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that fucking shit. Well, but I gotta tell you, month. I'm sure that a lot of his yeah. consulting uh, entails yeah. him uh, going into the banks, uh, spending a fair amount of time taking a look at the situation, and then going to the board and saying, "Settle, yes. <laughs> whatever they want. <laughs> you are fucked. I designed yeah. this." Yeah, a fucking sixth grader could tell you once they hear the facts on this case. <laughs> also, uh, yes. please do not go on my LinkedIn and figure out that I worked at NYDFS and then went to a regulated uh, business. Thereafter, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were a DFS. Yeah, no, I yeah, thought I well, it was the insurance department then. But uh, anyway, moving on. So, uh, yeah. anybody want to talk a little bit about Deutsche in particular? Because these guys are kind of—I mean, you know—I think you, it's, it's fun to make fun of of banks, but you know, like again, we just detailed a long history going back just five years of paying a shit ton of money to just one regulator, right? But I mean, these guys over that same right. period have probably paid hundreds of billions uh, of fines, right? I mean, there was one in 2017 with the DOJ. Yeah. Uh, over the residential mortgage-backed security disaster uh, where they paid something like a $7.2 billion settlement. So uh, these guys obviously have uh, some history uh, deciding that maybe short-term returns uh, are worth long-term legal and reputational (laughs) risk. When you you set up uh, the rules of the game to start extorting people for money, basically, which I don't care, I mean, the banks are bastards. We don't give a shit about that. But, you know, you start to wonder what exactly is – like, Deutsche Bank is not uh, – they don't have clean hands on this. They're not – it's not jackbooted government thugs going after no. this poor little bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned – it's it's funny you mentioned jackboots in connection with Deutsche <laughs> <laughs> So Deutsche Bank starts in the late 1800s. Uh, it, it really – I, but we're not going to cover every bit of its history. No. Who gives a shit? No, I, I read I read Daniel Enrich's book about their his about the history of Deutsche Bank this week, uh, called Dark Towers, um, and the the hot points are like, look, they wrote the loan that built Auschwitz. 
<laughs> yeah, it, they were called Deutsche Bank, and they started in the late 1800s. You can yeah. kind of guess where it goes. From. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had a laugh with my wife uh, tonight at dinner because she was asking me. She was like, Do-, "She was like Deutsche Bank. Did they? Did they have any involvement like during World War II? Like, do they have any problematic connections there?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Say the they, name they, out loud." Yeah. <laughs> They probably built the bridge that, like, Liebknecht and Rosa Luxemburg were thrown off of beforehand, too, in the oh, Weimar Republic. Just every awful thing from... Until now. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next interesting thing right. is... is that West, Western happens. Germany happens. <laughs> the next interesting yeah. thing happens in 1989. <laughs> right, so, so yeah. mega-capitalism uh, hits... Mega-capitalism And the Cold War. I mean, Germany. Germany was obviously part of the Marshall Plan, beneficiaries, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, nobody you know, cares. shit. It's the Cold War. Right. Go read, go one Google, notable thing. Google Cold War if you want more information. One notable thing that happened in 1989, which is like, it's not really relevant to this episode at all, but it is kind of a standout fact in their history, is that none of us somehow knew this. But the CEO of the bank, Alfred Herrhausen, was assassinated by Red <laughs> Army Marxists. Right. The, and yeah, the RAF. Yeah, I like the RAF. I don't know much about their history, but they're like the like '80s uh, commie urban Marxist guerrilla group. So I always think of them like doing like with like big hair and like synthwave, just like playing in the background, like while they do these cool assassinations in Berlin. Or <laughs> these whatever. guys, these guys do not fuck around. No, they didn't like, fuck around. The way no. they, the way they got this fucking guy is so unreal. So so he's aware uh, the the. Alfred Herrhausen is aware that, like, his life could be in danger. There's been various threats against right. him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's aware that he is just, you know, a huge profiteer um, presiding over, you know, spiraling wealth inequality just like these people have been for decades. Yeah, he right. had and his own bodyguards hired and, and like, was very that's right. meticulous about his security detail. That's right. And he drove, and, and, and he went to work every day in a convoy, uh, but they followed a predictable route. And so the, the, the Red Army guys, they take advantage of this, and they park a bike on the side of the road. Now, it's just a bike, right? The bike is inspected by his security detail, and it's just a bike. No problem. So it starts to fade into the background of their minds. It's just like, that's where the bike is. That's where this weird abandoned fucking bike is. Uh, eventually, it gets, a, it gets a satchel thrown on it, and the satchel has... A an infrared beam that, when severed, will trigger an explosion of the uh, of the materials that are inside the bag. Jesus the Christ. bag has like this copper plate, particular kind of mechanism that deforms the plate, fires it at the exact timing and location into th- that's meant to defeat all the security systems and armoring on Herrhausen's car. They fucking nail it to the second. It pierces the back of the car, cuts his legs off, and he fucking dies in the back of the yeah. car. And this was this Jesus is this Christ. is a late era Cold War. So this isn't like you know Nikita Khrushchev like grand game of chess. This, like the USSR had pretty much cut off all funding, I'm sure, to the RAF at that time. Like this, these guys were just doing it because yeah. they hated bankers. So they they, they blow his yeah. they blow both yeah. his legs off and he bleeds out in his limo. I, mm-hmm. I go to great pains to to clarify Peace that mode. I'm not a socialist or a communist uh, on Twitter. Um, I will say this: uh, if 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 the Twitter communists were doing shit like this, I I, I, I might be tempted to, to join up. They didn't call the manager. They didn't try to cancel him and look up his old tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Sitting, the idea is that right. you're sitting at the choke point. As a, as a financial entity like this, you're sitting at the choke point of uh, where ultimate bad actors or criminals or whoever are, are using money to finance their activities. And so what we impose on uh, banks sitting in this situation is the duty to inspect the transactions. Where's this money going? If it's above right. a certain amount, if, it, if it's above a certain frequency, if it has a certain characteristic, if it involves certain people, then you need to know, you ask your client, like, what? What is this for? What are you using this money for? You right. need to file a report. You have some due diligence you need to do. You need to look up the people involved. Uh, and we just expect you, and we impose requirements on you to do that. Making sure that you, you would reasonably know that a client that's, let's just say, withdrawing $800,000 over the course of four years and giving it to people that are indicted co-conspirators <laughs> in a criminal case somewhere. Might be a little fishy. Uh, <laughs> may not be using that for them. Right. Might not yeah. be using that for reasons. So so they're not just saying you can't actively help them on it. They impose these these procedural requirements that the bank needs to have in order right. to, to be able to reasonably catch these sorts of transactions when they come up. And so the You're in a better position than we are policies. to see this shit, and we expect you to take right. a look at it. Because otherwise yeah. the bank would just say, we don't know, and because they, cause they don't know, because they don't look at anything, they wouldn't right. look at anything. They, 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 they don't, don't want to know. know. Right, yeah. they don't want to know what the hell you're doing with your money. Right, so yeah. the ultimate summary of this case that we're about to talk about is a tremendous failure of this entire fucking scheme. Yeah, in a right. spectacular way. Not They didn't just not do anything, they they actively fucked with what no, I'm gonna I'm going to quibble yeah. with you slightly. I think it, I think it worked <laughs> on some level. <laughs> they just didn't. They just didn't actually right. act right. on it. Right. That's right. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, it was worse than not having anything at all because when it worked, there was a yeah. record of it working, and <laughs> right. then they decided to let <laughs> it, was, it not yeah. work after that. And it was so, like every time it worked, it was like a low-level compliance officer or AML guy, um, and then it would get raised to someone more senior, and then it would just fucking fizzle out. Yeah. yeah, you never Which, want you never want yeah. to have in your document production to a regular to a regulator uh, an email that's like, "Hey, uh, this guy said he wants to commit a crime using our bank. Is that okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and you and you definitely well, yeah, it all goes away. But yeah, people yeah. draw their own conclusions. Yeah, but that. I mean, again, the, uh, yeah. AML, uh, much like with other the other sort of financial crimes laws, you know, counterterrorism, financing, and other things, they fundamentally require a few things, right? That, that you know who you're dealing with, that you assess right. whether or not this is like a normie or somebody you should keep an eye on, uh, that you monitor right. what they're up to on an, a period that is appropriate. Uh, and if certain mm-hmm. thresholds or other activities occur that you make reporting as necessary uh, to to flag up those quote-unquote red flag uh, transactions or other issues that arise with the account. So it requires on, at a baseline a if summer. somebody comes into a relationship with you that you do some research and figure out who they are uh, and then you inquire as to sort of right. what their activities are. You know, so... Uh, are strangers <laughs> right, showing yeah. up or, you know, that yeah. sets us up yeah. for a perfect <laughs> yeah. segue to the start of this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to zoom out just really quickly before we go into it, what Deutsche Bank kind of settled for or what they were going to be on the hook for was not enforcing these policies in a way that was 
reasonable, more or less. Like, DFS wasn't getting them because they did anything illegal, per se, in terms of, you know, directly being involved in the crimes that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in. What they were guilty of was letting him use their bank to do all those crimes, essentially. Although I do think reading between the lines, we might say that like uh, one or two of these guys were, yeah, were, yeah. were maybe act- <laughs> more actively involved <laughs> than, took, than they want yeah. to admit. I have an issue with Executive no. 1 in this, <laughs> in this order. Executive 1 and AML Officer 2, those guys were, they were in on it. <laughs> I Not feel great. very confident. Look, I don't think, that. I mean, nobody's actually saying um, that they're okay. pedophiles. We're simply strongly implying <laughs> Uh, in the strongest possible terms, <laughs> right. yeah, that they are pedophiles. Yeah, it, it seems very plausible. So Deutsche Bank, they onboard Epstein in August 2013. Now, for context, right, Epstein was convicted of, uh, you know, crimes we're all well aware of now, but he was convicted of yeah. you know soliciting underage prostitution back in the mid-2000s. Right. Right. Yeah, 2007. So, like, right. So, like Tark was saying, it's incumbent upon you to do a risk assessment when you onboard a client. Who is this person? Now, they're taking on a client into private wealth. Now, private wealth mm-hmm. is a is a, a general, neutral sounding name for what is essentially elite banking. It's banking you do not have access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. If you're listening you get them to really this, really cool credit yourself. cards to make a big clank when you throw them on the table. Mm-hmm. That's you, <laughs> no, right. The the bank does not have a. An individual relationship manager who is at your disposal at all times when you want to call the bank. You just got to go into the bank and talk to somebody else like every other fucking schlub. For these people, uh, big money clients who who stand to bring a lot of transactions to the bank, a lot of connections to the bank, and a ton of money to the bank, they get a completely different banking world than you do. Let me just interject one thing. Um, I'm going to give you as a, yeah. I, I'm an AML officer as well so I'm going to give you a couple of practice points as we go through this number one uh, again you want to know your customer you want to look for red flags red flag number one Epstein is looking for a new banker right I was, I was about to say I was about yeah. to say yeah he's not he's not someone that's getting uh, hit with the fact that he doesn't have the minimum required he has come to you as a out. billionaire right. uh, and is shopping his relationship that is red flag number one Sorry, go on. Yeah. Right. No. Hey, oh, JP I, Morgan kicked me out of my ass. Will you guys right. take me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't need to hear anything else, Mr. Epstein. Yeah, yeah. And, and so something I thought was interesting was like, yeah, JP Morgan Chase had just cut their relationship with him. And the and and the guy who is recruiting him to Deutsche Bank was his relationship manager at JP right. Morgan Chase, who had just yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much, but I do wonder if they're like, dude, you fucking had this this clown, you know, with us at, at JPM, and he got fired, right, or let go, and then he gets hired at Deutsche Bank and like brings his well, problematic client with Let me, let me raise another him. specter, uh, and this is speculation, yeah. Which is relationship managers yeah. like this guy, sales guys, right? They are. Mm-hmm. St- poached from financial institution to financial institution to bring their uh-huh. clients over. That's so it's true. highly possible yeah. true. Uh, that Deutsche saw yes. that right. J.P. Morgan yeah. finally had wised up and was cutting the bank and brought this guy over to bring specifically the Epstein account. <laughs> That's also possible. That I'm not possible. saying... I'm willing to say it's probable. Yeah, I'm willing to say 100% that's what happened. 
Adding to that is is you can read between the lines on this complaint, and I think if you take the gestalt of all of the DFS complaints, Deutsche Bank has a has a reputation for being kind of the the holding pen for problematic. The bank guys, of last resort for douchebags. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's there's another reason Epstein went there, and there's probably a reason Epstein's a relationship manager, <laughs> given that Epstein was probably his biggest cash cow prior to this. Once J.P. Morgan was like, mm, I don't think I think we got enough money that we don't really need a pedophile, the er pedophile on our pay, on our bankrolls. I think everybody just kind of moved over to where they could go. And they and they and they knew where they could go right from the get go. They onboard Epstein in August two thousand thirteen, and uh, a memo gets written by this by some junior guy, who you know it's just a perfunctory memo of like who is this guy? He's coming on board, and so he he sends it up, and it says uh, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but uh, Jeffrey Epstein appears to be a convicted pedophile and sex trafficker. <laughs> The memo, yeah. the memo explains the charges, explains yeah. his sentence, explains what he was accused of, and explains his co-conspirators right. who were alleged but not convicted because of his non-prosecution agreement. Uh, yeah. I will say it does say things like he was accused of paying young woman, which I'm going to say possible Russian agent. And I've gotten uh, Sarah Kenzior to, to look into this. Enjoy read. Yeah. yeah, It does have a, an air of like English as a second language. I'm pretty sure it's guy yeah. who is about to kill himself because his job is the worst fucking thing on the planet. Vibes also than, possible. <laughs> rather than anything about English. So Because this is, so this the, is exam- the reputational guy, right? This, this has nothing to do with compliance. This is just like, are we going to take somebody that's going to get us canceled? Yeah, I believe that's this. This is this. The memo, yeah, was memo prepared by somebody like a relationship yeah. coordinator uh, who works. Who yeah, works exactly, on the yeah. business right. side. Yeah, so this isn't even uh, legal. And at the this question point. was, right. <laughs> do we think that there's anything about this putative potential prospective relationship that might right. blow up in our face someday yeah. down the road and in make some, us look like capacity. a bunch of shitheads? And yeah. the answer was probably not. No, the answer well, the, was so the, answer, the answer was well, probably. The answer was probably. I mean, it depends the on who you was, ask. The answer was the guy's a convicted pedophile with a, with an alleged conspiracy supporting his sex trafficking. And then the right. executive's conclusion on reading it was, "That looks good to me." Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. He has a lot of money. So. Well, I mean, it's a he's 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 accused right, so of it, X, Y, and Z, and the and the executive response was estimated cash flows of three hundred million dollars right. over time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll get canceled all the way to the ba- oh shit, we are the bank. Well, <laughs> this was the email right where this executive was like, oh yeah, I talked to uh, you know chief the general counsel for all of Americas, and I talked to the head of AML yeah. for all of Americas, and he's like, and they said this was all good. This is a really yeah. important email, and we shouldn't we shouldn't pass too quickly over it because yeah. this is the email that ends up underwriting every single other thing the bank does with them. This executive right. says just what you said. Look, I talked to everybody. I made all the calls. Everybody says it looks fine to me. This doesn't raise any this doesn't raise any concerns. We don't even need to refer them to the reputational risk committee. Okay? We right. got a committee to check out whether this guy could potentially embarrass us. And everybody says no, I don't think so. I think a convicted pedo is fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, not just a convicted pedo, but one who was like sending money to the victims currently today. <laughs> so, so the executive, that I mean, yeah. that executive writes to the relationship manager and says he 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 spoke with these people, right? And um, you know, on the one hand, that seems really fucked up, you know, but on the other hand, 
this also happens <laughs> yeah. all the time in business, right? Well, I spoke to legal. You know, legal told yeah. me. I hear this constantly. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so <laughs> said they spoke to me. Yeah. Okay, this. I was like, do you have the writing from me where I gave that okay? Because this is why I, you know, yeah. we, we use writing for certain things. Uh, and unless you have me in writing, okay, this, um, number one, it's possible you said something in the vaguest possible terms to me. And I said, yeah, it seems right. fine on its face, but right. maybe you should do X, Y. Or you yeah. said something in the vaguest possible terms. <laughs> or it's possible that you just made it up. Uh, uh, but, I mean, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. anybody working in this kind of environment should understand. I spoke to legal usually means I, I didn't speak to legal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and the bank does say they have no of record of don't. this communication. Yeah. <laughs> right, which, which could mean a lot of things. Yeah. This email matters a lot because, because once, this email, once this email goes in the file, over time, various, various compliance pieces of the bank will discover uh, different parts of Jeffrey Epstein's history or different parts of the bank's current ongoing <laughs> financing of his pedo operations and go, does this... Does this look okay? And somebody will go, oh, actually, we knew about all this shit at the beginning. It was in a memo, and executive says it's all fine, so don't worry about it. So Epstein is onboarded, right? August 2013, and within, like, two months in November, he is wiring money to the co-conspirators of his previous pedo crimes, like, immediately. Immediately. yeah, and, and this is like these are people who've been subject of press reports, and the bank should be aware of them. Um, yeah, so and- I, I want to throw in here. I want to throw in here that the consent order says uh, it uses feminine terminology and says she and and these women. So like, it, we're talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, and, and like. When we say the bank should be aware of them, I've looked at like the documents that they have to like submit to regulators, and and they will refer to press press reports. They'll be like, "Oh, WikiLeaks said you know there was a cable, and it said this company is a front, and so we checked and we found transactions to it, and so we want to flag them and blah blah blah." Like th- that's right. their fucking job, right? And and these are big transactions, reportable transactions, which means ten thousand dollars or more. They, they, they bring him on board, and again, I mean, we were sort of saying the compliance architecture failed, but he's brought on board. They do the due diligence. They're fully aware of who the guy is. He is categorized in their risk matrix as a high-risk uh, customer. Furthermore, right. he's designated as a quasi-pep, they call it, a politically exposed person, uh, who is also supposed to be right. subject to further... So the risk assessment the due diligence the research that's being done the kyc it's all working right but the people look at it the people who actually are in charge of making decisions look at it and they're like okay well it looks looks fine yeah. Yeah. thanks it's for fun. the thanks for pointing that out man i don't really give a shit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so so he begins setting up a trust right um the butterfly trust <laughs> which the butterfly trust. Oh, yeah, it's the trust. butterfly trust, yeah. The butterfly Always, trust. Another, the most great. fucking pedophile name I can possibly <laughs> right. imagine for a trust. <laughs> yes. Well, the the trust has ben, uh, beneficiaries who can receive payments from it. And, of course, all three of his co-conspirators from his pedophilia conviction uh, are beneficiaries of this trust. Uh, right. Wow. That's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That is so it, crazy. And so, of course, they do review it uh, like they're supposed to. But but the uh, the emails discussing this trust are, are pretty funny because somebody raises it and is like, hey, look, 
these are his co-conspirators, and um, <laughs> these are all the people like, in the fucking complaint, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and he's <laughs> sending them money, and and like the reply is like, yes, they are, but they were never convicted, and this trust is just to send them money, and so that's the purpose <laughs> of the trust. What could be going wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's such an incredible. Yeah, I love the. I love like, the. I love the yes, description exactly. of the trust because it's it's uh, it includes as you say co-conspirators one through three as beneficiaries and a number of right. women with Eastern European surnames. You know. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah, that yes. phrase that's, comes that's up a bunch. In the, it's in the the, yeah. the file for the settlement. Just like, yes. yeah, we know what's going on. It, it, it's it's right. it's it's unspoken, but very obvious what they're hinting at with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Although the, the 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 settlement agreement does does show that they were all of age at least. So, I guess that's growing. Yeah, he's 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 improving. If you're yeah. listening to this from Eastern Europe, basically every financial regulator has decided that your country is a hotbed of sex traffic. Right. Right. And so that's what happens, right? He, this Through this trust and other accounts, Epstein sends millions of dollars uh, yeah. to all, all the old Lolita Express buddies. Yeah, effective, effectively what happens is that Epstein comes on board and immediately begins setting up what we can assume was the same structure he had previously set up, which is right. like... Get a trust set up, get the money set up to flow to the people who bring me the young girls that I rape, and uh, let's let, let's get that all going so we can traffic women again and have an unending stream of well, girls it's, coming it's, to my apartment. I mean, it's it's worse than that in some because there's the trust right, which is used to send you know something like 120 right wires uh, of three million dollars to to women with with these you know like right. Russian names uh, for for tuition. You know, <laughs> like um, <laughs> payments to law firms that appear to be settlements and other payouts related to, like, you know, obvious legal troubles uh, that the guy is having. Uh, and it's not until multiple sort of escalations that this that the bank sort of decides again to take another look at the relationship. Right, so the the and and maybe right. maybe this is something that the risk committee should be made aware of. Right. Uh, so around, uh, you know, December 2014, January 2015, the bank is opening uh, <laughs> another account for Epstein. He has he has a lot of accounts. He has a lot of accounts with them. And this one's a global markets account. Um, and then like the uh, unsung hero of this complaint. Numero uh, uno, baby. One, a pretty junior. <laughs> yeah. Right. Identified recent developments in the press concerning Mr. Epstein, such as, look, there's a court that's opening up like documents to his uh, victims from <laughs> from that old case. Yeah. And they could reopen their cases. He's going to be height, in the news. The height of professionalism by Googling the, the client <laughs> in question's name. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and that there were like new allegations about him, uh, about having, you know, relationships with the politicians, with uh, what's his face with the royal family. Is it Andrew? Prince yeah, Prince Andrew. It, the, Prince the, Andrew. The settlement calls it a famous U.S. politician and a member of the British royal family, which, right. you know, that could be anybody. Honestly, I don't know who that could be, but <laughs> I got to say. I gotta say now, I, I'm not one of these anti-money laundering officers or whatever, but this probably has to be like the worst possible outcome when your Google alert comes back for one of the clients <laughs> you're in charge of managing, and it's like, is a pedophile 
and uh, records are being reopened and unsealed oh, right. about the pedophile. <laughs> pedophile <laughs> got off scot free and is about to very much also not deep be. linkages. Well to known to have used payments. Yes. Could this be embarrassing to the bank? Don't know. <laughs> international wires to his victims, paying them off. Should we open a global markets account for this guy? Now again, know your customer. Red flags. Uh, <laughs> just a few there uh, that you might consider a red flag practice point. Again. Uh, sorry. So, so this this like lowly AML officer does the right thing and escalates these issues to to one of his or her seniors, AML officer number two, is like, hey, fuck, like we should be concerned about this. And, and this guy's like, no, look, check out this email we got. We got this From email. From Envoy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was <laughs> illegal. I don't understand yeah. what else could it's be going on. It's this head of AML and former general counsel said this is all fucking good. And, I, dude, this, this AML officer number one, the balls, I couldn't imagine – saying this shit to my superior but this person wrote back saying look hey i don't think that's right like look this email just has uh it just mentions these people it's not direct approval this is an email from a sales guy saying he he did he did and pointing that out directly yeah right he did he did he did the thing that every good lobby does which is cover their ass which wound up fucking up deutsche bank (laughs) an incredible amount but at least his ass was covered and that there is a lesson in that as well yeah. And that has st- that's probably it's probably going to stomp out his career. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. yeah. That's the real that's the real lesson. Is this guy? You got to imagine like now. Now the email's written in professional language. This was not a direct approval by uh, the the proper officer. It's a statement from the front office. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. But like you got to imagine this guy going home to talk to his girlfriend and just being like, "This is fucking unreal." Okay, like yes. they're reopening <laughs> Captain Pedophile's yeah. convictions, and he's our client. And people are qu- people are wondering yeah. whether this could possibly be embarrassing for us right and, yeah and he doesn't even stop there he's like look dude the fucking guys mentioned this email doesn't right. even work at the bank anymore the head of aml and there are <laughs> new developments like this needs to be you know cons- and so that you know the his seniors like you're right you're right you're right um uh, i'll raise this to my superiors don't worry we're gonna do nothing again <laughs> yes. the process is working the AML officer has escalated <laughs> right. to yeah, his superior, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and after a marginal amount of browbeating and shaming via email, convinces AML officer two that, okay, fine, I'll take it to the America's Regional Risk Committee. Well, I'm going to quibble that the process is working <laughs> again because this is what should have This is they're doing last what they should have done first. This shit should have yeah. happened day one. No, but again, people are people are catching it. Nobody's yeah. uh, talking about escalations. Yeah. In this case, they even than never uh, to the ARRC. I, I think I think what we can uh, synthesize these two points of view by saying there's no process that can um, cover for just inept or corrupt employees. Right. And to take this out to the most abstract level possible, this is why processes always fail. Because on the one side, we have the processes. And on the other Mm -hmm. side, somebody goes, yeah, but in defense of not following the process, there's a lot of fucking money over here. Yes, yes, yes. Which is basically what happened, right? This gets escalated. They're like, hey, look, you know, he fucked 40 underage girls. That's not good. We know that. But... (laughs) 
you know <laughs> on the other hand well actually actually before that happens as you mentioned earlier michael executive one and, and relationship managers one yes. had to meet with epstein in person to, right that's, they how, go it meet with him. that's how it got yeah. sussed out they're like all right well, right yeah Yep. We'll so they go, with, they talk with him in his home, and they're like, oh, look, everything yeah, seems fine. They get a massage. Above Ms. Board. Yeah, Alan Dershowitz was right there to give them yeah. their, his own little advice. <laughs> but Allegedly. So the, uh, the ARRC, right, the Reputational Risk Committee, does meet to discuss the relationship. But as the, uh, the, the settlement points out, despite detailed uh, minutes being a requirement of such meetings, no such no, records exist. Right. So weird. That is <laughs> weird. so weird that those meeting minutes were not preserved. Right. But the, but I their email uh, approving this read um, they were comfortable with things continuing with Mr. Epstein. And, um, you know, another member of the committee had noted a number of sizable deals recently in, in, in his accounts. That's, yeah. <laughs> Always we are making a lot of money in our defense. We're making a lot of money. Yeah. executive meeting with Epstein is just so funny to me like they're okay we'll do our due diligence we'll go down to his Park Avenue place we'll pop in and uh Mr. Epstein just you know we got some look look some fucking cool it with some fucking (laughs) some fucking lobby loser is sending me these transactions saying listen this lady was you know accused of doing like a sex trafficking ring is that what you're up to just just you know I I know it's not just just say (laughs) no or no and we'll leave it at that Right, it's, and he goes, he goes, absolutely not. And they go, good enough for me. Thank yeah. you, sir. Sorry for, sorry to bother you. This is, you know, some of this is hard to follow because it's AML officer one and relationship manager one. But to be clear, the guy who meets with Epstein to like, you know, clear him with this interview is the same guy who wrote the bullshit email where he clearly lied yeah. about talking to Perfect. legal. It's yeah. the same guy. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that guy and the guy from from J.P. Morgan, right? It's like his right. Epstein's Look, old buddy. Look, I told you, yeah. I talked right. to legal. I yeah. told you, legal was cool with it. But if you want me to get on the fucking Lolita Express and fly down to Little Saint James <laughs> and to check this out in person myself, I'll fucking yes. do it. Fine. Yeah, this guy's the yeah. king. So at this point, this is an interesting pivotal point because this is something we were talking about earlier. But now, so now we're in like what 2015, and the bank finally decides. Well, listen, listen, we got to tighten stuff right. up around here, and we're going right. to impose some conditions right. around. We're going right. to we're going to sweep this place up, and they impose. We don't some want conditions. any more low level guys raising these concerns, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we won't go through the the particular conditions, but it's like, listen, we don't want any like unusual or suspicious stuff going on yeah. here. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that everything's above board. We're gonna monitor further developments, and uh, yeah, we're we're yeah. we're taking steps. We're, it's, we're a scru- taking it's a heightened it's a heightened scrutiny, but it's nothing materially different than what you would be normally 
doing on right. the client. Like, if, if you were onboarding somebody like Jeffrey Epstein in 2013, you would have been doing yeah. all that kind of to be. This is just saying you're going to extra. Yeah, again, he's that. already subject right. to enhanced due diligence right. and, and, and is classified as a PEP. So none of this is yeah. we're going to monitor him. Right. We should be doing that already. Right. So the committee drafts these recommendations and then they get promptly flushed down the fucking toilet and misinterpreted because they're right. like never committed to the members of the Epstein yeah. relationship I, team. They just keep going on with what they were doing. Like, Mr. <laughs> right. Epstein, uh, would you like me to, to send another check? To, to Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. Yeah. Or, or an 18 year old Russian model. I do like that the settlement agreement does say that AML officer purportedly misinterpreted the This fucking rock. Yeah. Just like, uh, he he decided to not do it, basically. Just, right. He this is AML to be officer to again. No, that was the superior that AML officer yeah. uh, that was pushing back. That against. was the superior, yeah. Right, right. Who I guess. I guess took a more direct role in kind of managing this after right. the the absolutely. Increased. Well, yeah. wait, wait. So, so, so I don't want to I don't want to pass too lightly over this. The nature of the misinterpretation is really it's incredible <laughs> because it's what incredible. AML Officer Two oh, says yeah. is, yeah. listen, listen. Okay, yeah, we're definitely going to look at transactions that are unusual or suspicious as compared to the history of transactions related That's to the Epstein right. relationship. So this is like <laughs> fucking just... Epstein would have only been in trouble if he stopped giving money to Ukrainian trafficked women and his co-conspirators. Basically, if there was a drop of money from that, that would have been unusual and would have triggered the, the review. If you... Like, like Tar- I think Tark was saying this before we started the episode, but, like, we're only going to be... We're only going to enforce this stuff if you increase the pedophilia. If you, can, if you maintain yeah. your normal <laughs> amount of pedophilia, everything is good. And in fact, like there is a uh, alert generated about payments to a Russian model and her publicity agents yes. Uh, yes. that is disregarded by compliance pursuant to AML Officer 2's uh, instructions <laughs> because this is normal for this <laughs> <Right>. account. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, he always yeah. does that shit. No, 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 yeah. we're looking for new fucked up shit. Okay, you got to assume away it's the whole usual. baseline of sex trafficking, pedo conspiracy, global elite Lolita Express shit. Just, okay, that's that's baseline. What we're worried about is what's If he starts paying on? middle-aged men, <laughs> and, that's what we want to know. You know? Hey, like, yeah. that's fucked Russian, up. Russian models and, and, and publicity <laughs> agents, fine. I would have loved to have been if DFS interviewed him directly and was just like, so you did it. That is like... Uh, oh, no, yeah, that's how I did it. <laughs> I mean, this is instantly a crossing a, his eyes. and It's a breathtaking way to interpret a new set of rules put right. on you. Like, like, yeah. like just, just pull out from yeah. this entirely. Imagine your mom tells you. Well, you got to stop. You got to stop staying out late all night, right? Because right. you've been out till midnight all the time. And you're like, all right. right, so I just go out till midnight. And that's fine. And as long as I don't stay out till that's 1 a.m., like, I'm, I'm right. all Mom, good. I'm always out until 2. I thought you meant you don't want me to stay out later than now, I've been staying out. Now, now that metaphor <laughs> yeah. only works if, you're, uh, if your case of staying out late to an extreme degree is about to be reopened in Florida. You're about <laughs> to have a bunch of civil liability related to that. And everyone knows about that civil liability. Then the metaphor. Oh Makes sense. It's just it's fucking breathtaking this interpretation it's, of the yeah. new rules passed yeah. down. And, and, and <laughs> it's just it's worth saying just just to be clear that like unusual or suspicious activity and unusually significant or novel structures or sizes these are terms you use all the time in money laundering, right? And it's like yeah. uh, like they, they have real meanings, and you you can't 
There's no way he actually right. there, misinterpreted I mean, there's, that. There's, there's, there's a ten thousand dollar cash transaction limit. That right. is like that's that's an industry standard right. because it's the law. Like right, <laughs> like anything over ten thousand dollars, like automatically gets reported yeah. as a suspicious. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, amount. boss. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. Dracula's always bringing girls back to his house, so I thought <laughs> yeah. you wanted to know if he brought like seven girls back to his house at once, right. just and, the and, normal girl and, disappearing every night. I thought it was normal and, shit. And again, to reiterate, Epstein did cash transactions to the tune of eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars over four years. By yeah. any sense, just like, hey, do you wa- do you want me to check? Like, even if you interpreted the rule that way, you would think you in a in a world in which you actually wanted to do this, you would try to get in front of that. Just like I know you said unusual beyond the prior transactions, which is not what they said, but just to be like, is do you like this? Do you mean this? I, I do. We've been we've been hard on AML Officer Two, and I do want to give him a little credit for some right. proactivity here. Um, he didn't do nothing. He did tell the team that (laughs) 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 he did tell the team that when they're like, you know, uh, looking at wire transfers to individuals, um, they should use Internet searches to see if any woman involved with the transactions uh, was at least 18 years old. And to oh, oh, oh. It was wild considering <laughs> hey. he was convicted in right. 2007. Like, just. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she's, she's sending, you know, $20,000 yeah. to a 19-year-old Estonian yeah. woman. It's good to me. Um, that's that's right, fine. So the overall effect here of these conditions is that they ultimately don't affect the relationship at all. Ultimately, no. this interpretation no. No. They, neuters they do, them entirely. They affect the relationship. He increases his relationship with them, right? <laughs> yes. 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 yes, yes, He starts. Oh, he starts. Uh, he starts incre- requesting increases in trading limits, right? He uh, opens yep. up uh, other accounts and brokerage accounts for for certain strangely named charities of his. Uh, you know, uh, like he. These have the effect of of, of increasing Deutsch's exposure to this freak <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. And again, one of the conditions yes. placed on this relationship by the Regional Risk Committee was uh, any changes in the relationship need to be monitored and approved. They were usual increase. The increase was usual, so therefore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So uh, eventually, relationship manager one, the guy that apparently brought the account over, right, uh, is replaced. And a new relationship manager uh, comes in and uh, has the the, the the sort of the file with all the with all the red flags in it. Is aware of the of the escalations, uh, but was not. Mm-hmm. Made aware of anyone that there were conditions uh, placed on the on the uh, on, on the relation. <laughs> yeah, why would you why would you pass that shit around? What do you want him to be enforced? Yeah. He's the relationship <laughs> manager. He doesn't want Epstein to feel bad about anything, and so he doesn't want. To so so the new relationship manager starts yeah. getting the normal questions from compliance, who again is back there, kind of doing their jobs, right, asking questions. So, for example, right. there's a wire transaction. Uh, that's requested, and and so they ask relationship manager to go out to the client's account, you know, Epstein's accountant, uh, and and figure out, you know, what's this what's this wire transfer for? And the response comes back, oh, I'm sending it to a friend for tuition for school. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
And this is, again, to <laughs> women with Eastern European face. names right. and the transfer's going yeah. to a Russian bank. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Absolutely, bro. That's and, one. That's what I thought you were going to say. It's actually what I already good guessed. I mean, like, good for the say. compliance officer. <laughs> they ask, you know, like, sort of, yeah. Well, wait they a follow what? up. What? Yeah. And the guy... And, <laughs> Why? And the new relationship manager helpfully says, "Well, look, he's he's got a lot of accounts, and he pays a lot of people money. Don't you see? Like uh, this is one of those one of those situations, yeah. and and he has uh, his staff have the flexibility to make these sorts of payments, and and that is <laughs> sometimes." <laughs> Sometimes you need to pay for immigration expenses for young Eastern European women. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you know, just sometimes yeah. that just comes up. Yeah. Um, then the other the other thing that that happens, and, and I think Tim talked about it. There, there were these cash withdrawals that were occurring throughout the throughout the relationship. This is one of my favorite parts of this. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and this 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 started in 2013, but just went on throughout the entire. Yeah, not, process, 90, 97 like. withdrawals mm-hmm. from 2013 to 2017 uh, in cash from Deutsch's uh, from Deutsch's offices or, or branches uh, by a third party, uh, an attorney, right. of course, at lawyers adding value <laughs> sure. as usual. Um, again. <laughs> Yeah. Practice point for all you budding AML officers: Is the is the, are there cash withdrawals? Red flag. Are they being done by third parties? Also red flag. But <laughs> that's not all. <laughs> the third party making these withdrawals is actively posing questions to bank personnel, like, "So how much exactly can I withdraw on any given day without you reporting anything to the authorities?" I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. This I want to do this illegally. How do I? Yeah. How do I do the illegal thing um, legally, please? If I wanted to commit a crime, if I wanted to like skirt the law and avoid the law and pretend like I'm not committing a crime, could you tell me how to do that? Which kudos to the attorney. That's due diligence. You ask somebody. <laughs> I I want to do this illegally, but I know I can't. How do I do it legally? Which, which but also structuring the, your transactions to avoid the reporting requirement is itself illegal. And yeah, what's fu- it what fucking blows my right. mind is one, the attorney should have been able to research this and figure it out. But I was going to say you could yeah, Google yeah, this yeah, and no, find you it. You're yeah. fucking talking. Well, he's he's walk, bumbling around the bank talking to fucking bank tellers about this shit. Right. I mean, you like inter- here's a fucking here's a fucking practice tip for you <laughs> if you're fucking Saul Goodman or whatever. Call the fucking relationship manager whose job it is to manage your <laughs> secret rich guy account. Get him on the fucking phone and. Talk Talk to him about it. You don't like draft an Stand email in and say, hey, man, with guys. Yeah, depositing. Read crimes I want to do. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, he's literally asking, "How often can I come in to withdraw cash without creating an alert? Is it once a week? Is it twice a week? Is it once every other week? You know, again, I'd assume that Epstein has some fairly high-priced lawyers. Like this guy's spending what a thousand dollars an hour." To send a guy to withdraw seventy five hundred dollars, which just so happens to be the amount that's not going to get reported, like, I, <laughs> and the guy's just right. bumbling around the bank, going, "Hey, so am I breaking yeah. the law?" If I, <laughs> his, his legal budget was expended yeah. for the year on all the civil suits. I do love how this came to a head, which is he goes in twenty seventeen. He goes and asks a teller whether a draw uh-huh. over. $10,000 would require reporting. He asks a fucking yeah. teller that. Like the yeah. like the person you go deposit your paycheck with. Like, hey. A question literally everyone knows. You could have asked the guy right, next that, to him and probably in, in yeah. better shape. And the teller's like, yeah, that would that would require it. 
So he only withdraws like $5,000 and then comes back the next day and withdraws another $5,000 and just breaks it up into two days, which, (laughs) which as Andy mentioned is itself very illegal. That's how Dennis Hastert got hit. If you recall. Kudos to a well-designed compliance program. The compliance program works. This is flagged again to AML Officer 2. (laughs) AML Officer 2 actions the item by calling the attorney and saying that (laughs) the way that... (laughs) I just wanted to do it illegally. The way that you're doing this is giving the appearance of structuring. uh, That this is unacceptable to us. And here's our guidelines about how to do this such that it won't be flagged again. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. It's unbelievable that he went to him and was like, look, you're you're pretty clearly doing crimes and we're catching you doing crimes. So here are the guidelines. So you know how to do this where we won't catch you doing crimes in the future. And you don't have to call anyone. You don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, just go, go fucking do it. Yeah. And you never want to go barking up the wrong tree on your client's dollar. You want to always go and yeah. do the illegal thing as efficiently as But possible. he even does some reportable <laughs> right. withdrawals, right. including like one of $100,000 yeah. in cash. Yeah, which yeah, he explained yes. when yeah, Mr. He did. Epstein yes. needed it to tip. <laughs> he's, he's woke. Epstein is woke. He wants to tip POC waitresses. Yeah. Household expenses. That's what he says. Tipping and household expenses. Yeah, that definitely, that's above board at any regulatory agency. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to circle back to this thing we talked about earlier, how J.P. Morgan dumps him in 2013. And, like, the point that I want to make is that J.P. Morgan is not allergic to dirty money. They're full of it. They get fined. They get fined more than Deutsche Bank does in, uh, for, for regulatory violations. Now, you know, outside the scope of this podcast to talk about all the particular violations that they do, it may be different. And Deutsche Bank does have a reputation for taking on dirty clients. But JP Morgan likes money. I mean, if one relationship manager didn't like him, another one who wasn't making his numbers that quarter would have been happy, you know, to take on the business <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if they could do it. What one thing that I think is probably happening at JP Morgan when they dump him in 2013 is they found out a lot of what Deutsche Bank is finding out in its investigations and maybe they take it more seriously, but I got to also think that there's a lot of sloppy execution here, right? The trust beneficiaries are the same named co-conspirators you right. used to rely on. Your fucking attorney yeah. is walking around the bank talking to low-level <laughs> tellers, you know, making right. right above minimum wage. Hey, I want to commit a federal crime. You got any advice for me? Like this kind of shit is like, look, we can't we can't we can't eat that kind of risk, all right? We yeah. love making money right. and we love making money with dirty people, but we can't eat that. Yeah, just just to focus on it was 2013, so I I vaguely remember you know in 2007 2008 all the first stuff of Epstein coming out, but it really was dead at that point. Like it was not a a relationship issue or something that was going to come out in the news until it kind of bubbled up again in 2018. So for Epstein yeah. to be looking for a new bank in 2013, like that was basically he was as scot free as he was going to be at that point. You know? Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering if his organization got real comfortable the same way they did with JP, yeah. the same way they did with yeah. uh, Deutsche Bank, yeah. and that JP Morgan was like, I don't look. This is kind of crossing it's our like we, line here. You need to be a you're... little smoother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and to the point that like JP Morgan isn't allergic to to dirty money. When I was trying to find out like the name of his relationship manager, um, I stumbled on some other article that was like rising stars of wall street and it was this jp morgan one of them was this jp morgan like very senior exec who 
who was like, oh, she's on the rise. She's such a star. And it's like, she doesn't, she's not without controversy. She was involved <laughs> in the decision to onboard Epstein <laughs> at J.P. Morgan Chase. <laughs> it's well, like, who would have known did, back then? It did not interrupt her rise at all. Like, at all. Yeah. No, all yeah. of these people fail up until they yeah. get a, a noose around their neck at a, in a New York prison. <laughs> at sixty-six years old. <laughs> it is interesting to note, though, even if you even if, if you do take the other view, and instead of thinking about J.P. Morgan as managing its risk or you know dealing with the sloppy execution or something, it is interesting to note that J that J.P. Morgan potentially has like more scruples than institutions like Harvard yeah. and MIT who were more than happy <laughs> yes. to continue their relationships yes. with Epstein. Yes. I think part of that is a function of how little that's reviewed. Like, you know, a, a nonprofit educational institution does not have the, exactly the same kind of requirements for disclosure that, uh, that a, a, a financial institution would, but I agree. But I still think yeah, that like it's no. at least analyzable from the angle of like it's also way to... more personal. Like the the head of Harvard was definitely meeting with Epstein much more regularly than yeah. any executive right. at, at Deutsche Bank or, or JP. Morgan. And if you it... ask if you ask JP Morgan why they dumped Epstein, I'm sure their story right now is oh, moral yeah. scruples. Oh well, we right. saw this and it was totally unacceptable to us, and therefore we chose to end our relationship with them. Right. Yeah, and that's more than MIT or Harvard can say. They they're going to defend it. They so, cannot oh, say, say that. They're, it's educational yeah. freedom that we uh, did it for. We just end our relationship and around the time he died. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and you know, we talk about this in other contexts, which is sort of the, the endless cycle, the the, the great wheel. Uh, that keeps going round and round, you know, with the Rikers cases, for example, you know, you, you sue the, you sue the jail over and over again, and there's a settlement and there's an agreement Mm -hmm. and there's a process and everybody monitors it and it gets worse. And then the settlement ends and you have another thing. This is exactly the same thing. This is sort of law is addicted to this notion of process. You know, if you just have another process in place, if there's a third, if there's AML officer three, you know, hire hit, you know, hire that person. And then, (laughs) Yeah, that you know, that there had just right. been another risk <laughs> yeah. committee, and if they just met, you know, twice a month instead of once a month, or you know, it, 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 yeah, if they had a disclosure with substitutes all this stuff for just somebody somewhere. giving a fuck, right? <laughs> like unless right. there yeah. is a sincere desire to effectuate some kind of change, uh, which there will never be in this context because the the, the financial incentives are right. clear. Uh, you're just, I mean, again, DFS will be back around in two more years right. with, a, and, with, for, with another, you know. Yeah, this is just cost of yeah. doing business. And, and part of that is, is regulatory capture, but I think even more cynically, part of it is also Epstein had unlimited resources, and di- he wasn't going to a job. Or, he had unlimited <laughs> time and unlimited resources. So if you set up the rules of the game and you have the natural out of those rules of the game, which is to just build relationships with people, People like Epstein are going to win no matter what the rules are until, you know, you're like the Red Army faction and you set the rules of the game to be if you're rich, you die. That's kind of the only that's the only way that somebody like Jeffrey Epstein is going to get out of this game, you know? And, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're thinking of going into DOJ or, or I guess DFS, God, God rest, you know, help your soul. Uh, you know, I mean, that's not to just say, like, give up. Like, I mean, the, the idea is to enforce the rules of those games as much as you can if you want to do good in the world, which you won't. You're going to get captured in some way or other. But, you know, you, you enforce those <laughs> rules because that's what's there, and you, and you try to catch those rich people slipping up. Like, that's what you do because that's the game that's there. But 
to them, it is always going to be a game, and they're always going to have you know more pieces or more cards or whatever the hell you want to use uh, for this half-baked metaphor. <laughs> I think yeah. it's worth also pointing out that like this gets announced on what day is this? July sixth. The sixth. Yes, yeah, so that was the sixth of July. Yeah. So that I think is a year to the day after Jeffrey Epstein is arrested, which I assume is intentional. DFS is kind of stunting on SDNY and the FBI because they just now arrested Gillian Maxwell. They yeah, just right now right. got to her, right? Whereas yeah. DFS has completed an entire uh, investigation and settlement proceeding yeah. on uh, stuff in post, under a year. Stuff yeah. post-2007. Yeah. Like, like yeah. read between the lines of this stuff. Like, they, they out Bill Clinton. They out Gillian Maxwell. They out Prince Andrew. They mentioned that between 2007 and 2018, uh, Jeffrey Epstein was getting other women from Eastern Europe. Like, it's pretty obvious what was going on, even right. if they don't really have the jurisdiction or the ability to prosecute a case like that. Yeah, no, they are they are absolutely shaming the federal government here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the flip side is that, like, we talked about uh, Deutsche Bank's uh, quick statement saying that, like, oh, we're spending a billion dollars, and yeah, we've been they're, very they're proactive, reaching out yeah. to the to the federal government, and it's clear we that we painted Black Lives Matter on the side of all of our buildings. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think it's pretty clear that their strategy was just like, fuck, we're going right to OFAC, and we're going right to FinCEN, and all of them, and being like, look. You know, whatever you need, whatever you want, we're going to cooperate with everything. And uh, usually, since those those uh, agencies are all under resourced, they're like, great, yeah. yeah, you know, do it all for us, and and we'll go easy on you, and that yeah. makes our lives much easier. Yeah, I mean, just to just to really put a point on this, like part of the game with DFS, the reason they give these these settlements every two years is to basically fund themselves in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just they're they're bleeding these guys, but but they're they're literally parasitic in the sense they're not going to make these banks go under. They're not going to put these guys in jail and completely wreck their business. And yeah. I, I think Deutsche Bank yesterday was was declaring record profits on 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 one of their uh, one of their divisions. Like they're they're not losing yeah. any business from that. No, and, and I mean no. it's it's even more cynical than that because uh, I mean what the value of this to DFS is the delivery of the press release. I mean the the right. the, yeah. the change mm-hmm. in the in the in the public fisc is, is you know it's it's minuscule but you know I'm sure that it helps but what they really want is Andrew Cuomo you know looking like uh, and the, and and his superintendent uh, looking like they're tough on crime right yeah exactly. yeah these guys aren't like right. a fee based organization what, where they got to get completely right. funded by this but they got to earn their keep however in some way, I mean if they want to yeah. appear tough on yeah. Deutsche Bank you know going back to 1989 what they really need to do is blow somebody's legs off yeah, exactly, this, isn't, yeah. this isn't impressing me <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
she can't.